Welcome back to another episode of Bed Letter. I'm your host, Christian Ashelman, and this is the podcast where we chat a bit about our psychohuman brains, a little about our loony human behavior, and a lot about how it all fits together. So today we are on episode 39. Thank you so much to those who've been out there following along. I really appreciate all of you for taking the time to listen to the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. Um, if you if you know someone who you think might enjoy Bed Letter, please share the podcast. It really means a lot to me the shares. Um, if you are interested in signing up for the monthly newsletter or in joining the Bedletter Community Discord server, you can head to cashleman.com. That's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. And over on that website, um, I, I've got a blog that I write on and as well as some other info on editing, tutoring, and mentoring services that I offer. Um, if you want to also help support the show in another way, I do have a Patreon page. And if something in the show sparks a question or a comment and you want to share, uh, you can be sure to head to my blog, the community Discord server, or my Instagram page, just at C. Ashleman. All of those are fantastic places to share your thoughts. Um, so today we have a special, special treat. Uh, a first in the history of bed letter, but definitely, definitely not a last. Um, today we have our very first guest of the show, Abby Willis. Um, I've been kind of toying with the idea of including a guest on bed letter for a long time, and I've just never felt like I could really approach it until now. So here we are. Abby is actually my first cousin um, on my mother's side. So we've known each other our whole lives. And throughout that time, we've always had really great conversations about the kinds of things that this show is all about, you know, life challenges, uh, personal growth, stuff like that. Um, so I thought, you know, who better to have on the show as my first guest than someone who I know personally has a very deep and meaningful connection to, you know, the whole human experience thing. So um, Abby, welcome, welcome. Uh, I'm super, super excited to have you here and to to have the chance to talk with you. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and I'm super excited to to finally talk about some stuff and uh, and put it out there. So yeah. <laughs> thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah, I know we've uh, we thrown this we threw this idea around a little bit. Oh, I don't even know how long ago must have been it was a long time ago back when I first started mm-hmm. doing the podcast. I feel like I wasn't even that far in and we had talked and I don't know, mm-hmm. mentioned it or something, but here we are finally now on May 5th, 2021, get, getting <laughs> it, getting it going. Yeah. Um, but I thought, I thought we could start off by talking about something that always interests me about people who are uh, kind of what I call um, outlaw philosophers, right? Mm-hmm. And, or I guess rather what I've heard somebody else call uh, outlaw philosophers, um, totally stole that from somebody. Don't even, don't even remember where it was, but uh <laughs> It's this term, basically, people who are not necessarily like university philosophers who have are acclaimed and, you know, all these accolades and stuff, but people who have, you know, a lot of thoughts about life, a lot of, a lot of ideas about um, the ways to live life, ways to, ways to navigate through the challenges of life and all of that stuff and, and kind of like stuff we talk about here on the show, right? Yeah. And so um, I kind of wanted to post the question to you, how did you... And I would definitely put you in that camp of being an outlaw philosopher, right? And so I I would pose the question of uh, how did you become involved in the pursuit of self-discovery or in the pursuit of, you know, self-improvement? And was there ever like an event that sparked your interest in psychology? 
That was a great question. So I, well, starting out when I was young, um, my mom actually kind of started the process. She, she was on this or on her own journey, we'll say of self-discovery and self-improvement and, and empowerment and, and all of that. And so, you know, as many might say, you know, their, their parents are what shaped them. And that's kind of definitely my case. And, um, I mean, kind of funny enough, it's, you know, both my mom and your mom (laughs) that I feel like have kind of not fully like shaped me in a way because, you know, obviously, uh, your mom didn't raise me, but, (laughs) but, um, you know, just with them being sisters, it definitely makes sense that they both have very good outlooks on, on life and, and again, self-improvement and, and everything. But, um, basically my mom was on this, this journey of self-improvement and, and I just, it got me thinking, you know, she would say things to me about, um, you know, about how, you know, to stay positive and, and rather than complaining about things, like just be grateful for, you know, what you have. And, and really the main thing that, that really stuck out to me was she talked a lot about creating your life, how you want it to be. And, and I thought that was like super incredible because I didn't really get it until I went through the same process myself is essentially like this life training that we went through mm-hmm. that kind of got us thinking like oh yeah we are the creators of our reality essentially absolutely and yeah and so it's not so much a victim mindset of like everything happens to us which sometimes it feels like and we'll you know I'll kind of get into that later but um but it's this idea of i'm accountable for everything that occurs in my, in my space. And, you know, whether we see it or not, there's, you know, there's always two sides of the pancake and, (laughs) and, you know, there's, there's just more to look at. And so, um, even in situations where it feels like, you know, life is happening to me, I sometimes just have to get, almost get out of the mindset or not out of the mindset, but get out of the, the mud of, you know, how did I create this, which is important to look at, but sometimes I just have to stop and think, so this, you know, this happened, whether I like it or not, this happened. And what can I do to learn from it and move forward? And, um, and growing up, my mom was saying that, um, well, she didn't like say this, but always gave us the option um, once she realized that she, rather than telling us what to do, like she would always give us, you know, suggestions and, and, you know, what she would do, but she wasn't as controlling. And she basically let us learn from our mistakes rather than trying to tell us what to do and control our lives. Cause essentially, you know, in life, sometimes the natural consequences are, are, the best teachers rather yeah. than what our parents could you yeah. know, give us. Oh yeah. You sometimes, know. sometimes life consequences are enough. <laughs> they are plenty. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like t- 
to, you know, to ground me or to do anything else would just make it worse. And, and, um, and another kind of funny thing that I learned growing up is that not only, you know, like whenever I did do something that was considered bad, it was better. I learned this very quickly that it was better to just tell the truth right up front than to try to hide it and lie about it because it just made things worse. And, and I found out that when I told the truth right away, like being accountable essentially for my mistakes, that I was not in trouble at all. Like my mom could understand better and, you know, and that was something simple. Like I broke a pan in the oven because it was too cold or something. And the heat was too extreme. Anyway, it like cracked <laughs> right down the middle. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. But how um, did you do that? How dare <laughs> what? you? I said, how dare you? How yeah, dare no. you? <laughs> right. Yeah. So that was crazy. But, um, but yeah, so that was, that was pretty much the, the beginning of it is just, you know, starting with my mom, she, she inspired me to look at my own life and, and really think about, you know, how to look at things differently. And so um, I feel like it's just always allowed me to, whatever the situation is, to just take a step back and think about another perspective. And sometimes that's hard, especially if it's, you know, a situation between me and someone else. And I'm mad at that person. Like, it's hard for me to to put myself in their shoes, but, um, I'm like, how could I be mad at myself? But, (laughs) um, (laughs) but, uh, but yeah, I just felt like that was really important to, to take a look because, you know, I'm not the only person on this planet and yeah. So it, it wasn't that I can think of. It wasn't really like one specific event, but, um, yeah, I did, I did go to school in, um, in business, like I did some business classes and we were, we were very much involved in reading self-improvement books, um, books about business and how to, how to run a business. And when it comes to businesses, that's very much, I mean, you can't really avoid it. You deal with people. Yeah. Those two things are really tied together. I think just the process of building a business and the process of like bettering yourself, they kind of have to come hand in hand to some degree, right? Exactly. Yeah. So I learned a lot about that. I took a public speaking class and that definitely was a huge confidence booster, I'll say, because I just started to learn about the importance of speech and how it's 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 important to think about what you're saying and 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 think about how you're presenting yourself it just made me look at things differently and made me think about how I'm presenting myself to the world. And again, that kind of comes with just looking at different perspectives and thinking about what other people would expect from me and, um, and just how, you know, how I would like to be treated and how that basically like how, all the, how all of it like fits together, right? Exactly. All of it. Cause all of those things, I mean, they all seem to me, I think, um, I, when I think of, of your mom, I immediately, I think of, of, of somebody who's always, um, who always at least is oppressed upon, impressed upon me 
uh, taking accountability for, for the things that are happening around you, even, even if it's something crazy that, that is almost, you know, any average person would totally attribute to outside influences and outside, you know, whatever. Uh, I really like what you said about, about taking accountability for what's in your circle, like what's, what's around you. I think that that's definitely something that I've always, always, always been had impressed upon me from your mom is just, I don't know, just, just like owning, owning what's around you, owning, owning what you make in this life, whether it's a challenge or whether it's a success and a triumph, right? It's, it's, there's always something to be, to be gleaned from, from a situation. So. Exactly. Um, yeah. And just to add on to what you're saying is, you know, about owning it is yeah. Just that mindset of like, I, I'm the one that, that creates my life, how I want it to be. And so, you know, it's like without growth, like, why are we here? You know? Mm -hmm. And so that, that really got me thinking too. It's just, it's, it's like, that's why we're, that's why we're here is to grow and to learn. And, and so to be closed minded and think, Oh, I already know how to do this and this. And, and I already know the best way to live, you know, mm. it's pretty, I would say it's pretty ignorant to think like, Oh, you know, even if it's about something that I know a lot about, I say like cooking or something like that. I, I feel like I do know a lot about it, but I also am very aware that there's more to learn about it. Like there's always more to, to learn, to improve on and, and all of that. So just having that perspective, like being open and, and knowing that growth never stops. Like there's one thing that I always heard and it was that the only thing constant in this life is change. So it's like either get used to it or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> get out you know yeah <laughs> so that is the truth that mm -hmm. is the absolute truth yeah i think i think what you say about uh, accountability is is really important i actually had noted um in what we were talking about to, to mention this uh i think that i think that it's it's like i don't know sometimes i feel like nowadays you see accountability kind of uh slipping away i don't know i feel like a lot of times People are either scared to take accountability or, or, or responsibility. These are two very similar things, right? Um, mm -hmm. How do you think specifically, and this is kind of, this is kind of putting all of this into a, a little jar here of coronavirus, right? But how do you think coronavirus specifically has affected like the lockdowns and the masks and just all that stuff? How do you think that has affected the, like the psychological well-being of our population, um, specifically in America, you could, you know, make it the world, I guess, because we're all similar to some degree, right? But mm -hmm. um, I'm just curious on what what you think, because I, I mean, I definitely have my own thoughts on on how uh, how lockdowns and masks and stuff, albeit you know, use, uh, useful and needed to some degree, um, how they how they are going to actually affect us at the end of the day when it comes to uh, our, our sociability and stuff like that. So I'm just curious on what your thoughts on that. Yeah, of course. So I feel like. I mean, I can really only speak on my my own experiences, but I feel like, um, and this is actually something that I kind of wanted to talk about um, just on my own, you know, social platforms and stuff, is that I feel like, especially at the beginning, it was really hard for me to 
to socialize with people. Like I, I mean, and of course at the same time I, I moved to Arizona and so I was moving around, like moving away from some of my friends anyway, but a big thing that, you know, the CDC had said was that, you know, you should quarantine, especially if you have COVID and not, you know, not gather with groups of, I think it was like 10 or more or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like 10 was like the limit and, you know, uh, social distance and everything, which I mean, to a point it's like, you know, we're still uh, trying to social distance, like in stores and, and in restaurants and things like that. Um, or at least that's what I see a lot of restaurants and stores doing. Um, I know a lot of them have kind of eased up on that depending on, I guess yeah. their own policies and things, but, um, but yeah, so with, at the beginning with it being so strict, I definitely isolated myself and, uh, which is, you know, something I know you've kind of talked about before on the, pod- the podcast is that a lot of people will like self-isolate and, um, and forget that like, we can still go outside mm-hmm. and we can still go enjoy time with our friends and family. Um, you know, granted, we don't have COVID, you know, we're not sick. And, um, but still, you know, have our masks on social distance, you know, whatever you need to do. But, um, and I know that, you know, we can still talk virtually to our friends and family, and things like that. And I've definitely done that a lot, a lot more recently, actually, just realizing that kind of you know, like I said, socially isolate myself. Like I haven't caught up with a lot of people, Yeah, but it's hard. Um, it it's is. Hard. It's hard to remember to, to, <laughs> to do that. And even, even when you do remember, it's like, uh, you know, some, I don't know. I mean, you, you should, and, and we all, and we all mm-hmm. should. Right. But sometimes even when you do remember, it's like, I feel like I always remember in the middle of my work day and it's like, it's like I'm right in the middle of doing stuff. I can't, you know, I don't know. And then it slips my mind, but it's hard. Right. Yeah. And it is hard. And yeah, exactly. And it's like in the middle of the day when, you know, like you said, you're at work or you're busy mm-hmm. and you're like, uh, I'll do it later. And then later comes and, you know, it's dinner time and people are busy and, yeah. and, you know, so I definitely feel like COVID and the pandemic has really, put this this damper we'll say on on people's you know social social life and and even though you know like I said it's like we we can you know still enjoy people's company yeah just you know as as long as we're being safe and you know I even had to cancel a, a trip just recently this last month because um I thought I had COVID and <laughs> oh no. Um yeah, it was really crazy. Like I actually well, uh my boyfriend's cousin came uh up up from Texas and um we thought well, uh she tested positive and so um but she didn't test positive until like she didn't get tested until after she had left and so um yeah. And so we, you know, thought everything was fine and, and everything. Cause she didn't really have any like serious symptoms or anything. And, and it's hard, you know, like trying to like 
trying to decide for ourselves, like, is, is this a, a cold or mm-hmm. <laughs> is it COVID? Because so many people have different symptoms. Yeah. And, and so anyway, um, I had, I took two tests and both of them came back negative and we're still like, uh, <laughs> could it be go. a false negative? We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? I mean, so yeah, but I thought I had it. So I just, we wanted to be careful and, um, and it was a trip with my, uh, with my, my dad and my stepmom. So it's like, I wanted, you know, for their safety, I, I wanted to postpone and anyway. So yeah, in general with like our, our social life and, and how I feel like it's affected me socially is just, or psychologically is, is that, you know, there's this pandemic and it essentially, you know, with the guidelines and everything, um, there's only, I don't know, it's, it's hard, um, because we, we want to socialize and get together and, and I'm grateful that, you know, that there is this easing of restrictions because I, I feel more, more at ease with, you know, going out, um, my, my current job still requires that, you know, that we wear masks. And so that's what I've been continuing to do. Um, and it's, it's like, I know that there's people who, you know, say it's in a place where they're required and, and I don't know, it's, it's, it's hard. It's like, people don't want to wear them, but it's, it's like, my standpoint on it is that, you know, it's only for a few seconds while you're, you know, we'll say it's just in a restaurant, like it's well, you know, it's from the, the, you know, the podium or whatever to your seat and then you can take it off. Like, mm-hmm. so for me, um, I also feel blessed cause I don't have any, well, to, that I know of any, you know, <laughs> uh, pre-existing conditions or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I'm not like at high risk or anything. And, you know, people say that like they can't breathe with their masks and stuff to that. I just say, get a more breathable mask. Yeah. Not, not trying to be like, <laughs> yeah, there's like, a certain reality, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. exactly. So yeah. it's, you know, no, I'm just living it day by day. <laughs> yep. That's, I mean, that's all you can do. I, I think mm-hmm. the masks is, uh, I hate them. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I absolutely hate masks. I mean, yeah. I, I wear one. I mean, of course mm-hmm. you got to wear one when you got to wear one. Yeah. Um, I just don't like it. I don't know that a lot of people do like it. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. I just don't like, I feel like I hate not being able to see people's smiles and people's oh. like facial expressions and, yes. and all of that stuff. I think that that's personally, I think that's really important to like our, I don't know, our communication, our, mm-hmm. our, how we portray ourselves to the world. Like we were saying a little earlier. Right. And I mean, I, I, I like personally, I like smiling at people when I'm, I'm ordering food and, and kind of conveying that like I am a happy individual in the world, you know, at that moment, at least. <laughs> yeah. um, but you can't really do that very well with the mask. I mean, you can still smile, but you kind of, you get, and you get the, the smiling eyes. Right. But, but you know, you don't mm-hmm. get the full effect and, and, it, it makes sense. I, I am, I'm not dogging on masks fully. I will say when places don't require them, like the sign on the front says like they don't care. And then no one inside, like the workers and stuff aren't wearing them. Um, I usually haven't, 
when when they don't when they when the when the business is saying that they don't care right. um but you know that's that that's you know a personal preference thing but i think mm-hmm. i get why we use them but i definitely think there's def there's going to be some some side effects in in how we like communicate to each other and like relearning how to be good at that again i guess or at least try to yeah no that's definitely i'm glad you brought the the whole smiling thing up because it's like you know like you were saying like i feel like i'm generally a pretty happy you know happy go lucky person yeah, you know yeah. oh absolutely but um and i try to do that too i try to smile even at like strangers who because it, again it's like it's one of those things where you know even without the masks if you just have a straight face people think that you're like yeah rbf or you know it's and it's like, like this is just my yeah. face you know yeah. <laughs> um but well, there's yeah, the to- old adage of 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 uh the cliche i should say of you know you smile at someone you never know if you're gonna make their day or not which is a cliche but it's a true one i mean i i i i like being smiled at when i when i'm out and so exactly because not everybody like smiles at each other like half the time i think you know i'm going through the store and i feel like i I get all these looks and you know which i don't really care so much but Mm -hmm. it's it's just one of those things where if someone smiles at you and and is I don't know. It's, it's weird to say like they're making an effort to smile, but like they're making an effort to, to show Connect. you that yeah. they like aren't just, you know, doing their day to day thing. Like it, it, you know, it it can make my day or, you know. Oh yeah. I mean, it, it shows me you that smile. they're not like if somebody makes an effort to show that they are maybe just above average having an above average day or just maybe they are having an average day and it's like an effort to just change that specific moment right like exactly. that is something right I, I i think that is something right there, there I, there's tons of times when when i've had you know people smile at me and it's like weirdly strangely very largely impacted my day you know so no i definitely i definitely feel that yeah it's it's crazy and i mean with the whole masks thing it it's definitely taught me like in the process of of you know just with my job like speaking up because i yeah i usually i mean in general i'm a pretty soft-spoken person but it just makes me realize like oh i need to speak up more mm-hmm. and you know because even with eyes like you can't always tell with people's eyes like if yeah. they're paying attention to you like sometimes it's just yeah you need the whole package you know? exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so weird but like facial expressions and and all of that is so important and it's like i know you're talking about this on on a um, a podcast on a recent podcast just about communication in general mm-hmm. and how it's not just you know the words but it's the body language like the body language is so important too and so I just it's, yeah you know people are people are learning some things I think about just communicating and oh yeah um all of that so. it's a renaissance of communication I tell you what because exactly. you, you lose a little bit of body language even over a virtual web you know a virtual meeting like this you know and exactly. and that body language you know there's always the the research that says 
poem, you know, 90% of communication is conveyed non-verbally through your body language, which yeah. seems a little high, seems crazy, but you know, well, I don't know. That's, that's, it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. And um, it's, it's, I think it makes it a little difficult that so much of our communication now, I mean, for me at work, a lot of it's through, you know, Google instant messaging and Google hangouts or something. And, um, emails and the occasional, um, you know, video call or something, but a lot of it is, is through writing and stuff. And there's, there's pluses and minuses I'm sure to that. Um, but I feel like I, I do feel like I am excited when things start to kind of go back to, you know, more of being mingled together. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, I mean, just kind of like my last thoughts is like, I am definitely somebody who likes to get out. Like yeah. I'm not a homebody. I like, I, I, while I thought I had COVID or did have it, whatever, mm-hmm. I was staying home a lot because, you know, again, because I thought I had it. And, and so I was just being precautious and, yeah. and I was just like, I mean, again, I kind of just forgot, like I can go outside. Um, granted, I do live in Arizona. It's, where yeah, it's like, it's like 120 100 degrees. degrees. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. So I didn't really like want to go outside. But um, but also I just wasn't feeling, you know, I wasn't feeling up to doing anything. Like yeah. I was just tired, my head hurt. And, you know, so I, with me being a very social being like i want to be social yeah, and get out be and moving just, and get yeah, out of the house and stuff something mm-hmm. yeah it was kind of driving me crazy so hopefully people realize that like you know it's okay to go outside it's okay to to do things and you know i, I remember something actually that has kind of gone into my you know psychological process is that uh, something that our grandpa actually said a lot too? I'm guessing all the kids, you know, uh-huh. our parents, is that you're not bored, you're boring. And <laughs> there so, you go. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, oh, okay. Like if I'm bored, which I definitely was, if I'm bored, that just means that I can't think of anything to do. Yeah, that's a choice, something. right? Being bored is a choice. Exactly. Or so, or lack of one, I guess I should say. Lack right. Of yeah so I just I thought that was interesting I was like okay so what can I do you know I I knew I had a, a ton of stuff to do around the house but I just yeah didn't feel like doing any of it so <laughs> yep. yeah this is only the first part of mine and Abby's conversation with the next part coming out this next Tuesday so be sure to in, tune in for that a huge thank you to Abby for joining me on the show today and for helping me to take the dive into getting guests on the show. I'm super excited to see where this is going to take us, and there's already some great things on the horizon. Uh, remember, guys, that you can add your name to the monthly newsletter list, join the community Discord server, and more over on my website, cashleman.com. That's C-A-S-H-L-I-M-A-N.com. If you're interested in supporting the show in an additional way, I have a Patreon page with some pretty cool donation benefits as well. If anything from today's episode sparked a thought, please feel free to share that in either the Discord, in the comments section on my blog, or on my Instagram at C. Ashleman. Thank you so much for tuning in, guys. I truly, truly appreciate it. I hope you guys have an awesome weekend, and I will see you next time on Bed Letter.